Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What is going on, everybody? Hope you had a great weekend. It is episode 481 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I am here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? Hi, Crisis Actors. It's Mary. Happy Hallow's Eve Eve. Hope you had a good weekend. Uh, how did your How did your weekend go? Oh, my weekend was actually pretty chill. So I, I skated both days, but more importantly, I got a chance to watch uh, join the pa- joining the Panderverse. So no Halloween craziness. No, no, not- no vandalism, <laughs> crime. Nothing like that. No, not not for me. But I did get okay. So when I was I was in um, I was in Hagerstown on Saturday, and I was trying to get home. Uh, we were out skating, and like I was like, oh, this is kind of kind of cute. There's like a, a parade going through, and there's like people everywhere, families everywhere. It's kind of nice to see. And that a parade lasted, that's not a pride parade. Yes, it's so that, nice to see that. That uh, that positive attitude lasted for about six seconds until I realized how much it it screwed up the traffic to get home because it kept rerouting mm-hmm. me all over to these different areas, which was very, very frustrating, which I was not a huge fan, uh, a huge fan of, but it was cool to see a bunch of people out like with their family and friends doing stuff in the real world, not on their phones, which was kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we should all agree to change Halloween to a weekend because why would that be on a school night? Well, like, I think, uh, wasn't, wasn't it over like co- during COVID that Halloween finally fell on a Friday and everyone's like, it did. Yeah. Oh, funny. Yeah. Like- also, um, I think I, I forget who said this originally, but someone tweeted trunk or treat ruined Halloween. Okay. Can and you, can you explain to me what the hell trunk I or knew treat is? that you wouldn't know what trunk or treat I had, is. I, I, Cause I saw <laughs> signs for it all over this weekend. I, I had a, a feeling, thing? I had a strong feeling that you would have never heard of trunk or treat or know what that refers to. Not until this. I, okay. So until like, now, so I think last year was the first time I'd ever heard that term, but didn't actually like yeah. investigate what the hell that means. What the hell is trunk or treat? So it's sort Sort of like a tailgate, okay. but it's usually hosted by a church, you're right. And it's an alternative to trick-or-treating the traditional way, the right way, the correct way, because some Christians really just declared war on Halloween because they think that it's not a Christian holiday when in fact it historically is. It's and, not that they think that they're going to get like... Well, uh, it's also about the panic and the helicopter parents who don't want their kids roaming around the neighborhood when you could just follow your kid around anyway. But instead of going door to door like a normal person would on Halloween, like any child would, um, you have a bunch of people set up in a church parking lot usually, open up their so trunks. So it's like a car show? <laughs> and it's the kids walk around from trunk to trunk getting candy and it's just not the same. Sounds it's awful. not trick or treating. It is an abomination of trick or treating. And I think that that is one of many things that's ruined Halloween. That sounds awful. Is it just because, I mean, yes, society is more dangerous than it used to be, maybe. 
honestly, I'm not even sure. <laughs> Societal trust is lower than it was in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, I don't, like, I, I wonder sometimes if a lot of it is, because the more I, uh, whenever I do IRL, and then we do this show here, and you look at the way the world is, the more I'm kind it of It looks more dangerous. The more I'm convinced that really what it is, is what has actually changed in the last 12 years more than anything. Sh sure, there's a lot of, th of bad things going on, but you know what? is for sure to have happened in, in the last 12 years is you've got a phone giving you all the bad news in your pocket now, which leads you to believe that the world is perhaps more dangerous than it actually is, or at least Maybe. that it's the same level of dangerous as it was before. If anything, there were probably way more serial killers at large in the 80s before we had DNA evidence. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we're technically safer, but societal trust is much lower. So it started with just sending your kids out into the darkness to fend for themselves, strangers door to door. And then the parents started following their kids around as they trick-or-treated, which was my experience. Yeah. Like, I still did the normal thing, but my parents always followed us my around. My parents didn't follow me. Yeah. I, I don't think. I don't, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think. But, you know, things changed. Yeah. And then trunk-or-treating just came and ruined everything. There's a war on Halloween. There is a war on <laughs> Halloween. I'll concede there's also a war on Christmas, but... Yeah, it's just wrong. It's yeah. just not the same. I think my favorite, my, my favorite uh, thing, memes going around this time of year is the memes. It's like make sure to check your kids' Halloween candy. I found <laughs> this. My favorite is when it says like I found a fully functional AK-47 in my kids' candy, and it's like <laughs> a candy bar that's broken on both sides, and there's just a collision of cop in the middle. <laughs> it's just like that could happen to anyone. Who knows? I did have my candy checked. Did you? I don't think so. No? no. See, see, this is how much things have changed because I had to have. My I had candy my candy stolen. Checked the every dad time. tax was a real thing. Yeah, yeah, but usually it was kept secret from me. The dad tax Unless was absolutely real. Um, so, guys, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. It is almost going to be. It is almost Halloween here soon too. Uh, we're going to talk about the fact that Gina Carano went off on Kathleen Kennedy over the weekend in relation to the release of South Park's new special, "Joining the Panderverse," which I did watch this weekend and really, really enjoyed. I'm hoping Mary will watch it tonight and maybe we can yeah. review it. I think, I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, it. It's a good critique of both sides. I, I, think it's, uh, I think it was really, really good. But Gina Carano had a lot to say uh, originally as a rebuke of Kathleen's, Ka Kathleen Kennedy's management style, but then also in response to this other person who was calling her out. It's a great read. So we're gonna go through that. We're gonna talk about this first look picture for Rachel Zegler's Snow White, which is absolutely hilarious. I love that check it's, it. it's not Disney Snow White anymore. It's Rachel Zegler's Snow White. Yes, it's just Rachel Zegler's Snow White now. But Disney's panicking. They've pushed the date back a year, as we know. We talked about it on Friday. We'll look at the photo. We'll look at the, uh, the comments made by the Daily Wire. We'll get into all that. Also... Kanye West did some obscene things with uh, Adidas management, right? Is that the best way you can describe it? It's a... How can we describe it now? I, he, he asked... It seems like his anti-Semitic antics date way further back than 2022. That's yeah. what we'll leave it at yeah. for now. So we'll get into that. Also, internet celebrity Charlie D'Amelio is being dragged on the internet it's of all places. It's just D'Amelio, by the way. D'Amelio? Uh, if you are a real Hype House fan fan i'm not then you would yeah. know that well she is being dragged for uh <laughs> insulting the working class she dressed up as a walmart employee for halloween yeah it's just uh i think it's worse that it's just lazy more than it is uh it's literally just a vest 
I, I like it. That's all it is. So we're going to get into that. We got a bunch of other stuff to get into. If you are ready, Mary, we will get right into it. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Also, guys, before we get started, would you hit the like button on this video and subscribe to this channel if you have not done so already? Uh, we just passed 73,100 subscribers or something like that. I'm very excited. We're on our way to 75,000 subscribers. So thank you. Turn the notification bell on and send this video to your friends and family. That way they can watch it and hang out with us as well. It can be something that you and your family talk about together. Perhaps at the dinner table or something on like Thanksgiving. that. Do, do people, yes, uh, or if you have, uh, if you go see each other on Halloween, I don't know what families do, stuff like that, but you could talk about this show. That would be great. Also remember, all Super Chats, $20 and over. We will interrupt the discussion. We will read them right then and there, and then we will do our level best to get right back on topic. So let's go ahead and get started. First things first, some crazy news, and I'm, I'm actually quite excited about this. Five Nights at Freddy's debuts to $130 million at the box office, and I don't think anybody saw this coming. This this is absolutely the second biggest day and date release for a movie ever, meaning that this movie didn't just come out in theaters, this movie also came out on Peacock on the same day and still managed to rake in $130 million at the global box office. That's wild considering the fact that the reviews for the movie were awful. I was meh. It was like a 26% from yeah. critics and it's like 89 from audience, which I expected. It's, but that's good. You're like, if your if your fans like it, then keep doing it. If it may not appeal why, to you or me, why do the fans yeah. like it? Is my question because this movie just wasn't done nearly as well as it should have. Yeah, I, like, I mean, I look. Even if you just look at the photo of Josh Hutcherson yeah, in this tweet here, this still from the movie, it looks awful. Like, and if anything, you need to get right from a video game adaptation. It needs to be the lighting, it needs to be the, the visuals. And he's just like sitting here in a dark room looking vaguely moist. The lighting was just not, not yeah, right. You. Hollywood can't do lighting anymore. Uh, what happened? That's not true. Hollywood. They can't Hollywood do color grading and lighting the, anymore. The, the color grading is. Look at the way Disney no, live the, action the, the adaptations color grading, look. We're going to get into that later, but the color grading on most Hollywood films, not Disney, meaning like not as. Uh, like Disney's the bad stuff, like Peter Pan and Wendy, which had that same kind of murky yeah. brown color. The Little grading. Mermaid looked that way as well. Um, but most. Like the thing I have the biggest problem with when it comes to Hollywood color grading is, is it's boring and predictable, meaning that it's orange and blue. All the time. Orange and blue nonstop. One of the reasons I like this movie is it wasn't just endless orange and blue. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The whole movie but that means like his face should be green and and pink. Or well, you something. can't like, see you can't see what is on the opposite. He should end look of this full room. pop culture crisis lighting. That would be good. And then I would be satisfied. But there were just so many things about this movie that were disappointing, and I just know that people go into movies hoping yeah. to like them, and then they'll just like them yeah, but the because is, they want to they like should them make the not because happy. it's good if the fans well like uh, that's an objective question that we can debate till the end of time i'd rather have them make a movie that makes the fans happy 
than it was all right than anything. whatever uh but if you're looking for biggest domestic opening weekends for video game movies it now ranks second next to super mario brothers which made 146 million dollars at the box office earlier this year but sonic 2 came in at 72 million sonic uh the original came in at 58 detective pikachu at 54 uh funnily enough laura croft tomb raider if adjusted for inflation would be second it would be like 80, yeah. 81 million. That's crazy for Sonic 2, though, because I never saw the first one, only the second. Yeah, and the second one was good. I liked, I liked both of them. So it's doing I don't it. think anyone remembers Angry Birds. No. <laughs> uh, but they also had, like, there was a bunch of other, like, details about records that it had set, meaning that it's the highest grossing opening weekend for a Blumhouse film surpassing the 2018 Halloween movie. That's significant because that was a big win for them in 2018. The 19th film to open at first place at the domestic box office. So it, it did a bunch of, it was the second biggest horror opening of the year next to The Nun 2 for the international box office and the biggest horror opening of 2023 ahead of The Nun 2 uh, for global, meaning all okay. together. So it did really, really well. And it's, it is funny too, because they, they also include some records in here where it's like PG-13 horror, like... You're reaching. Yeah, like they start to add these ridiculous records that aren't really records in there. But it did very, very well. And I want to see it continue to do well because I like movies where the... Uh, I like it when the audience is happy with it. Like I'm going to have my opinions one way or the other. One of the things I'd like to somebody to be able to do the research on is like we see a lot of times where there's these great disparities between the like what the fans think and what the critics think. Or there's times where like the fans really love something and the critics really love something or the fans really love something and the critics really hate something or vice versa. I would like to see some great examples of like movies that have just been like middle of the road and are middle of the road to both the fans and the critics. Yeah. Right. Like I want to see a, I want to see the list of movies that have like 75s or like 70s on Rotten Tomatoes. And it's got like roughly 70 from both the audience and the critics. I don't know. I just think that, yeah, the fans of the franchise should be happy with it, but also you should be able to bring in other people. And they didn't do that. I mean, that, there's that myth again, though. I, I, still buy, I still believe that there is this myth of the, 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 um, the phantom audience, right? I think, I think you focus on the fans you have, and the rest will come with time. Now, maybe the sequel, will be, be, now maybe the, maybe the sequel will be better. And it's and not going to affect the games. And there will be a sequel. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This movie, they made this movie, this movie made its money back before it ever hit theaters based on its licensing and distribution deal with studio, or I'm sorry, I want with the theaters. origin story of the, that's the next step, right? One of the comments that I thought was really, really interesting. So like one of the critiques was like, it was insane how quickly he bought the idea that there was ghosts in the, yeah, he was just like cool with that. He's like, yeah, okay, ghosts in the animatronics. That makes that makes Let's perfect sense. Let's build a fort with them. I would I would love that. That that makes perfect sense. Why he not? was just simping for Vanessa. We know that. <laughs> well, that's okay. She's a she's a beautiful woman. Uh, but yeah, so it's sitting at twenty six percent from the critics, eighty eight percent from the audience. So make your audience happy, and they will come back for more. The cupcake looks like a Reese's cup. Where from that? Angle. Oh yes. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> Damn it. All right, guys, there was some sad news over the weekend as well. Matthew Perry, star of Friends, he passed away. He drowned in his hot tub at his home. It's very, very sad. He had a heart attack and then yeah. drowned. The saddest part is that, you know, maybe he could have been revived had he not drowned after yeah. the and fact. But he isn't married or wasn't married, lived so alone, I, as he, I understand it. Yeah, he had sent an assistant out to buy, like, a new iPhone. 
And when the assistant got back... What a strange request. Well, I mean, he clearly didn't see it coming. No, no, it's, it's super sad. Uh, this is an interesting one for me, personally, because one of the things that's coming up is that he was in very, very poor health because of his past addiction issues, all of the things that led to that. Mm -hmm. And I just noticed, like, one of the things that these stories always tend to remind me is just how callous we as human beings tend to be. Uh, and then the comment section, like at least because there's the a chorus of vaccine skepticism. Oh, I was, I'm not even that talking about that. Rolls like, in. Yeah, I wasn't even talking about that. I'm talking more people just basically saying like he's an addict. You know, it's like in a lot of people are like, yeah, he deserved. Like there were some comments that were saying stuff like that. Like, oh, well, really? you, get, you get what's coming to you, right? You get what's coming. To I, you. The only things I saw were, sad. you know, it makes sense because you know everything he's done has taken a toll on his, on body. his body. It's not exactly surprising, but fifty-four is too young for anyone. Yeah, and it uh, it, it put things into perspective a little bit for me uh, for a couple of reasons. Well, one for for a guy like him, I do think it kind of reinforces the idea that happiness is not. A monetary is not always a monetary issue and I think that the number of celebrity deaths due to drug addiction uh, and depression and uh, and suicide those are all things that indicate that just because you have money does not mean that you are necessarily happy and those are the most common responses to any time a celebrity is unhappy right they say boo-hoo woe is you you're you got rich you're rich what do you have to complain about and i've never liked that argument that's not excusing bad behavior from celebrities when it comes up in a topic like that where they're arguing back and forth it's not but the idea that just the fact that they don't have to worry about where their next meal comes from means that they're in inherently happy i think it's kind of a i think it's a little bit of a an insult to just how complex we are as human beings Mm -hmm. Like that the world is not that simple and it never will be that simple. Yeah. Like, and it's easy to dunk on people like this because you're going to have a lot less pushback, especially in these circles, right? It's very hard for people to drum up sympathy for celebrities if they're not inclined to what, already they're be like kind of a super fan. bootstrapping yeah. the Friends actor. Yeah. Um, and he, I think in his memoir, said that he turned to drugs and alcohol because of the pressure of having to perform in front of a live studio, studio audience on time. a nightly basis i wouldn't i wouldn't wish... which would be incredibly difficult for yeah. anyone to do like uh i i can't imagine like it's one thing to have a lot of demons it's another thing to have demons and have everyone tell you that uh your life is fine right people dismiss because you have an infinity pool yes in which you will drown and uh people dismiss drug addicts deaths all the time i get it as somebody in recovery, I get it. Like, well, I, I, for instance, if I was to die tomorrow, I wouldn't begrudge anyone for wondering if, like, if I died under mysterious circumstances tomorrow, right? Died in my sleep. Uh, I wouldn't begrudge anyone for at least asking the question, is it possible that he relapsed and something bad happened? I get that. And that's what people were asking. Like, a lot of the articles were talking about, like, how did he get sober? What drugs were found in his house? And by the way, there were no illegal drugs found in his house, just prescription medications. But he had a, a Vicodin problem. They said at one point he was taking 55 Vicodin a day. Um, like, so that's a prescription medication. So that uh, on its whole doesn't really mean anything, but it, it sucks when you're, when you work hard to get sober. And I think he's, they said he'd been to rehab 60 times. Why? Yeah. And that's and to be survived by your parents yeah. at 54 
it's just especially tragic. Yeah. Like, and then they have the paparazzi taking the photos of his that parents was, walking up to the house. That might have been the more that was awful. Part to me. And like them zooming in on their facial expressions, yeah. like they look stricken as they walk up to the house to, to the scene. Uh, it's all very ghoulish. And I guess because there's just no boundaries with the media at yeah. all. And if anything proves your point about money not equaling happiness the celebrity memoirs do, yeah. especially his. And and for somebody like this, I also think that what it serves as, like one of the creepy conclusions I've come to this year is if you're looking to figure out who actually were the cultural influences in America, it's the, re it's the reaction that you end up seeing to a celebrity's death. Now, Matthew Perry hasn't been in the public eye consistently for quite some time because Friends has been off the air for a long time. He's had health concerns. But the amount of people that were writing articles about it that were covering this is substantial because Friends had a substantial impact on American culture. I saw Adele did a like did a um like a tribute type thing when when she was performing the other night basically saying like she felt that it was brave of him to talk about his uh, addiction so openly i'm of two minds on that like i i don't know if like like for me i don't consider it bravery necessarily to talk about it because i wouldn't also with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like, I don't think that it's cowardice to not speak about it does mm -hmm. that make sense like i don't think choosing to not talk about your addictions makes you a coward therefore i don't know if it makes you brave right to to talk about them. well that now you're just celebrated to... for trauma dumping about yeah. literally anything these days yeah so for someone like matthew perry who's got in, in like you said earlier the that he had had health problems for a long time so it's like people have seen this coming but the comments on like the like i, I read i the didn't fox see these negative comments i didn't so there was just there was just quite a few in the fox article. but if you're looking at the fox yeah. readership they're gonna have different opinions than yeah. the rest of the world it's uh, and that's and that's uh, that's like a a uh, like a a gap, right? Like the most celebrities or most people that actually really love celebrities are gonna have nothing but positive things to say. And then if you go to like a Fox News or a Breitbart, it's gonna be a bunch of uh, the Vax did this, which is insane to speculate. We can't know anyways, so there's no point in doing that. Uh, it just doesn't really make any sense. And I see those. It says. Um, Sorry, you're, oh yeah, so this was, one guy was saying like, sorry, your life is so difficult, fame and fortune, bummer. Like, really? Like, the, the lack of empathy for something like this, right? Like, mm -hmm. it's, just, it's just always kind of shocking to me when I see stuff like that. And also people like drag it in, says, never saw one episode. Tragically, the DNC was on scene to ensure proper mail-in voting registration. What? Dude, bruh. Like always got to get your points in. They always have to get their points in. Yeah. And there is such a, th also, did you see the comedian who, uh, the comedian who like made fun of his death, which I, I don't know. There was a, a comedian who like made the, apparently it's the brother of the dude who co-produced or co-created the Chappelle show and basically was like laughing at his death. And I'm not offended by it, but I always do wonder if it's like, is this the time and the place? I don't know. Like, 
it's just weird. Like I'm very like seeing stuff like this makes me very feel very fortunate that I'm never going to have to worry about like a bunch of people trying to clout chase off of like, like if something bad ever happens to me, one solace is that nobody's clout chasing over what happened to me. Well, the worst thing is not dying uh, before your time. It's dying and then getting torn apart on Twitter. Was it, um, (laughs) getting people and those, and the people love to do that. Looking for scraps off of your body. People love to like take the death of a celebrity as a time to like be edgy and come out and prove that they're the one that can make the joke that's that's the funniest or that they can be the funniest person or the edgiest person at that time. Uh, but not just jokes, but also the people who come out just to dunk on celebrities after they die, which is also super mm-hmm. weird and kind of gross. Yeah. I've never been a huge fan of that stuff. Like, Or like, reminder, actually he was problematic. Yeah, exactly. In this, this, and this way. That's different than like, jokes, I guess, because like a, a joke is very much a... A joke is very much a subjective thing where different people who with darker sense of humor, and I do have a darker sense of humor, but that tends to be something where it's like, it's very internal for me. I understand that for that to exist, there has to be people who create it, but as somebody who wouldn't necessarily create it, but doesn't mind consuming it, I'm not going to complain about somebody making risky jokes at a, at a time like that. But I do wonder what draws people to like, then start dragging them immediately because- Did that happen when Heath Ledger died? I don't know. It's so long ago. I, I wouldn't be able to, to tell you about that. But it happens with a lot of celebrities when they die, right? Somebody has to come out of the weeds and tell you what a bad person they were. And well, social like, media wasn't a thing when Yeah, exactly. Bit, so, so it's uh, it's sad. Grateful for that. It's, uh, it's sad to see. And uh, it really does kind of show you just how bad it can be for somebody, no matter how much money you have. If you have a problem, if you're struggling, um, all the money in the world isn't necessarily going to fix it. It can make it easier for you to get help. But that doesn't mean that your quality of life is going to improve. Someone else said that this is a sort of wake-up call for millennials and 90s kids as to, like, the fact that they're not the young generation anymore. Yeah, and they're not. Because, obviously, Friends was such a big cultural milestone for them. It said that he spent $9 million trying to get sober. Damn. That's just, that's crazy. Does he have kids? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I he, no. Because he's because he, so. it was because he was survived by his mom and his dad. Yeah. Right? So yeah. That's that's, that's right. very sad. But uh, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Jonathan Majors is back in the news. So his new movie is indefinitely being halted due to this to his assault trial coming up. So his ex girlfriend uh, Grace Jabari was arrested and then let go. I I can't figure out. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't figure what? out why they're prosecuting him. Like, uh, I, I can't. For appearances? It, wh- why? No one gets prosecuted for anything in New York. Like, like somebody was saying, like, it's racism. I'm like, eh, it could act like he's but a celebrity. wasn't his... People were talking about the fact that his girlfriend was, was white. Yeah. And that she got police sympathy because she's white and making accusations against a black man. I mean, it could which, just because she's a girl. Uh, and in I think it's getting attention because he's a celebrity and that's pretty much that. I just don't get why they're, I, I'm, it's just so weird to me in a city that doesn't prosecute anyone like I don't see what the, what the benefit of them going forward on something like this is. So it says Jonathan Majors was supposed to have an Oscar buzz film this year but that ain't happening now because Disney's hitting pause which is interesting because they're not going to put pause on any of the Marvel stuff or at least not for on account of this. No, says, I think that they they did put a pause on um, at least Deadpool. I mean, that's already, that's been paused. That movie got delayed, but not because of him. 
Well, they they delayed it further. But like Deadpool like, three. I don't think that this is getting like any of it. I don't think his arrest is. Go I think the, the they'll blame it on the strike anyways. It won't matter. Yeah, I know. So it says the actor's bodybuilding drama magazine dreams has been yanked indefinitely by the Mouse House, which was due to release the flick under its search. So it's a Fox subsidiary, the Searchlight Picture subsidiary, in early December. As of now, the film's release date has been moved to unset. Now that could be because of the strike, but I don't know. I, I think that that makes probably more sense. But a lot of people are speculating that it has to do with the fact that he's uh, in trouble with the law. Do you think that he had to actually like take steroids and everything for this role? I mean, he's probably on him anyways. <laughs> that's a spec. That's speculation. I, mean, I I can't know that for sure. But, Fair. Uh, Fair They're point. probably on them anyways. So I mean, if you uh, in Creed three, he's he's a he's enormous. So it's very plausible. But mm -hmm. again, I can't know. Where do you get steroids? You have to ask the. You go to the gym and you just kind of like ask around. Ask around, yeah, and exactly. they just they just give you the hookup or what? Smoke shops seem like the the sketchiest places on earth. Yeah. Like you could. Hmm. Go in there. And, I mean, not, and ask not as around. much these days because it's legal in most places. So, steroid really use. Oh no, no. Like you said, smoke shops. I'm saying like weed being legal in most. I don't places understand nowadays. why smoke shops look so sketchy when everything they sell is legal. <laughs> like why? It's part of the image. Why the aesthetic? Yep. I don't know how that came up, but uh, R.I.P. Jonathan Majors. Then. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Your career. For now. Hope. I mean, like, said so without knowing what happened, I'm not. I'm not ready to just throw this dude to the wolves because two people made accusations against each other without me knowing what the mm -hmm. proof was. Let the man have his day. The yeah. Man have his day. All right. Oh yeah. 50 cent. This is my favorite ongoing rivalry. Can you enlighten me on the origins let's, of let's uh, 50 cent I, and Madonna's beef? I want to, because let's, let's I, look it up. this goes back to the paleolithic age probably. <laughs> and I have no idea how it started. So they he compared her to a queen ant. Yes, but they, they, he wouldn't be the first. Their one. beef goes back like several years, uh, and it uh. had like like and then he had like the gall to apologize, which was the what? worst part. Yeah, like he uh, she like he apologized after this one time and yeah. Okay, he said, okay, so now TMZ is gonna act like they don't see her on stage looking like she just shit herself. I scratch my head when I at, when I see a bad BBL. Where the F is the person's friends when they need them? She's rich. She can fix it. Fix it. WTF. I mean, he's making really great points here. You can't deny that. Um, she should have had some people in her life telling her that was a bad idea. I think he, I think before what it was is he was basically saying, like, like, you're like, a, a grandma. He's like, like, you're a grandma. Why are you dressing he like said, that? He said, who the F did this? She's rich. How the hell didn't it, didn't it get fixed? I want the effing doctor's name right now. I mean, damn it, man. LOL. Uh, and there, here are some comments. It's very sad when a man attacks a woman and criticizes her body. Shame on you. And then another one said that lady needs to accept she's like 198 years old and it's okay. Well, in this culture, it's not okay. He said that she was too old to be posting provocative photos before. That was the prior yes. beef. Yeah. That's where it started. It didn't. It didn't start way before that, like in the. Yeah. 90s or no, something? No, no, no. Like, they, they posed. Okay. Like, basically, what happened is, like, he said that, and then she's like, we posed for a picture once Same. back in the early 2000s, and, and then he That's interesting. That. Maybe we'll talk about this tomorrow, but Pearl made a similar point. She's going off about how older women shouldn't be wearing provocative Halloween costumes, and she quote-tweeted J-Lo wearing a slinky J-Lo dress and saying, you I know, think this is a wife and a mother. She shouldn't be dressing like this. 
but the point is, you know, if you look like Madonna, don't dress like that. If you look like J-Lo, dress like that. Yeah. Plus, like, they're celebrities, so, like, you get, like, the pass there because your your career is a bit of a theater anyways. So. Yeah, but, no, 50 Hi, Cent is making some good points here. Like, be Heidi to anyone who, who who is getting lip fillers, no one is willing to tell you that they're super obvious and they usually look terrible. <laughs> so someone who cares should tell you, right? Has Maybe it, not publicly shaming you for it, but... I don't know. When people have botched plastic surgery and fillers and all of this stuff, it just, you can tell that no one told them no. Everyone should go the Heidi Klum route and just dress up as a worm. Be quirked up Be quirky. on Halloween. Yeah. She's hot, a bra girl. Hot and quirky is, is better anyways. Is I'm she going to dress up as a queen ant this year? Maybe that's what she'll do. I'm this excited year. to see. All right. Uh, also, you, you want to show that? Should we show this video? The, the oh, skins um, one? Yeah, Kim Kardashian released the Ultimate Nipple Bra, which is an innovative new product for women who want to wear a bra but show their nipples at the same time and have their headlights on at all times of year in wake of global warming. Here we go. Earth's temperature is getting hotter and hotter. The sea levels are rising. The ice sheets are shrinking, and I'm not a scientist, but I do believe everyone can use their skill set to do their part. Why is everything That's so like beige? I'm introducing a brand new bra with a built-in nipple, so no matter how hot it is, we live in such an unserious time. Some days are hard, but these nipples are harder, and unlike the icebergs, these aren't going anywhere. The Skims Ultimate Nipple Bra. <laughs> so I'm just confused. The Earth's temperature is getting... Go ahead. I'm just confused because the entire point of wearing a bra it's is too to early hide... in the show for this shit. ...is to hide the appearance of your nipples. Am I wrong? Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what I thought one of the main benefits of wearing a bra was. But, um... Yeah, I just feel like a more and more like a dour boomer every day talking about how the culture is going down the tubes and there's no hope left. Well, it we is. We have no class anymore. It's not like to me, it's not even about the, the classiness of the bra. It's the ridiculous <laughs> idea that you take a supposedly very, very serious issue that's going to cost us gazillions oh, of yeah. dollars in taxes. Got to add in the climate propaganda with your sexual product that you're selling as a like you know and as a consumer i'd prefer maybe just, greta thunberg should model the nipple bra i'll i'll pay money as to, global warming propaganda i'll pay money to not have that happen but or um, the uh i was saying this on when i was on simcast last night the teacher who had the z cup strap on tits mm -hmm. maybe he should be one of the models that's perfect for the ultimate nipple bra that's perfect I, I think yeah? this is um, this may be one of those very clear signs that we live in such unserious that we live times, in a society that we live in such unserious times where you don't know what the hell is actually satire and what the hell it's filmed like a satire. It is. It's filmed like an April Fool's joke, yeah. but it's not a joke. And I bet a lot of people are going to buy this. Please, sadly, please just just. No. Where's that asteroid? I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm team waiting. asteroid 2024. <laughs> I, I also don't know if it's like, it, 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 you know what it reminded me of with the filming styles, like those orbits commercials in the early 2000s. 
Uh, I don't remember. Somebody in the chat. Was, but it's just, uh, I, I don't really look to Kim Kardashian for the climate propaganda. But I guess if I am going to be fed climate propaganda, it should be like hot climate propaganda, for lack of a better word. So maybe I'm not completely off board on this. So the if we're choosing between Kim Kardashian and Greta, and Greta Thunberg, Thunberg. I choose Kim Kardashian every single time. I'll take the Kim Kardashian climate propaganda. Um, I reject this false dichotomy. Uh, I'm, I'm going. You, they say you go to war with the with the team you have, and if the teams I have to choose from are Greta Thunberg and Kim Kardashian, I'm going to war on. Someone climate said change. camel toe yoga pants. Yeah, that's already a thing. Like underwear that has a built-in fake camel toe. Whoa! And. Kim Kardashian has been one of the people that normalized women wearing padding around their hips to give them exaggerated hips. That's something that drag queens do. I don't know. The distinctions between normal women and drag queens are blurring every day. I'm kind of, I'm kind of just like, at least I've got a choice. Like that's the beauty of America. I've got a choice. If I'm going to be propagandized, I want hot propaganda. I don't want to be propagandized by ugly, ugly women or or kids that don't know what they're talking about. I want you know. I I just brought up um, the bullet bra to you that was popular in the fifties. I maybe and you didn't know that that existed. I mean, I know. Like, I knew. What, I knew as soon as you described it, I knew what you. Yeah, were Yeah, like about, all the I, women in the fifties wore these cone shaped. Cones nuclear missile shaped bras you know what it is that maybe? we're almost going to poke someone's eye out so maybe we're returning to tradition here i'm 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 okay with it another I thing guess. i noticed was that okay i i've started watching the original star wars uh over the weekend very people in the chat are gonna be very excited for you right now they sh i don't know if this was just a cultural thing in the 70s but princess leia is not wearing a bra and I guess that was an intentional thing because, you know, this is in another universe where they don't have bras. And I don't know. That's just not part of their culture. But guess so. I thought that was a little bit much. Yeah. It was a little trashy of Leia. I um, just, um... I'll continue updating on my Star Wars journey. As you go. I'm going to become a Star Wars purist just out of spite. You know what else Not is... that I actually care that much about star wars this commercial also reminded <laughs> me of the um when when there was the satire disposable jeans ad at least that was satire yeah. right though it, ne it never ended up being a real product it was still climate propaganda but this is i mean the production of ultimate nipple bras is going to contribute to global warming more than take away from it so i'm not sure what she's going for here very plausible <laughs> I just, I would love to know what the meeting was like when they pitched this ad. Yeah. I, I don't know how that goes, but. Maybe some some genius in the marketing department came up with it. And finally, you showed me this earlier. This is what, Billie Eilish got a new back tattoo? Yeah, evidently so. I have no idea what this is supposed to depict. No idea. The reference photo is sitting next to her. Um, the, guy's, the guy's like squinting. He's like, what the hell is that? Why does it look like it's it's smudged everywhere? It just looks like absolute shit. And I don't understand why celebrities who have the most time and money to dedicate to getting tattoos that are actually done well always get the worst ones. Yeah. Except, I mean, Doja Cat, we've talked about this. She has some pretty demonic tattoos, but at least they're done well. well. Yeah. <laughs> this just looks like, I don't even know 
what this is. It is time consuming. It just looks like you scribbled all over yourself. Yeah. Is it supposed to be smudged like that? I mean, I guess it's technically if, if it's if it's close to and matches what was in the 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 example photo, it's not technically bad. I suppose so. Is it like an optical illusion yeah, like where she, you have to like look at like it from a certain and, angle? Or like what do they call it like when you when you take a book and you bend the pages and like something like that. And the picture appears on the you know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. I know they used to put codes in books like that. So, yeah. That's just that's just weird. But uh what would you like to see? Cute or cringe of the day? Um cringe. Okay. All right, I got a cringe of the day for everyone, ladies and gentlemen. So Joe Russo felt the need to take okay. a swipe at Martin Scorsese, which is already dorky, considering like they're both like Hollywood directors and Scorsese's like eight zillion years old and has like infinite like we may we may joke about it, but we're also like the media. Joe Russo is like a colleague, so I just wonder why he would even do this. But it says Endgame director Joe Russo appears to take a swipe at Martin Scorsese. Uh, he says his dog's name is Oscar. That's really cute. Meet box office. What? Show me Sappies. Aw, look, he's got a schnauzer. I love schnauzers. <laughs> and his name is Oscar. It's really cute, Oscar. Oh. All right, come on, box office. Oscar, show me Sappies. That, that was his attempt at, like, rich celebrity executive clapback. I'm not... Am I just not getting the joke? Because like, Joe, because Joe Russo made box, made Endgame, which is like the most successful box office movie in the last. So what? Uh, because Martin Scorsese's dog's last name is, is he Oscar. Like, my movie is better because they make more money. It makes more money yes. than your movie. It's also fair to point out, I think, ladies and gentlemen, that I don't really believe that the Russos have proven themselves to be huge box office successes without the Marvel brand attached to them. Sure. Which you know, yeah. I'm just saying. Like it was just, it was just a very cringy thing to make. Look, I'm not gonna be some kind of super fan of Avengers: Endgame or Killers of the Flower Moon. I think both are cringe in their own ways. Yep, there you go. So I just thought I was like, what are these people doing with their time? Like, I, I get it. Like, I, I, I'm just a, a pleb. Like, whatever. I, get Martin Scorsese off of TikTok. There, there you go. All right, let's do Q to the day, shall we? We got a couple here. First things first, this is from Big Dave. He says, Frankie, Frankie pays attention when Hannah Claire B. gets mic screen time. Hashtag PCC Pets. He's there. He's watching right there. He's paying close attention. Paying very close attention. And then now she, she's off the screen and he's like, put her back on the screen. Why is she not on the screen anymore? Want her back on the screen. And let's do one more here. This is from Fernando Moreno on Twitter. Says, Arrow getting comfortable in my usual spot while I'm at work. Well, that's got to keep the chair warm. Looking for you. very polite. He's very polite looking. Very cute looking puppy there. All right. So let's go ahead and get started then, shall we? Now that we are uh -huh. <laughs> 42 minutes into the show, ladies and gentlemen. So over the weekend, they released uh, South Park joining the Panderverse, and it unleashed a tidal wave of commentary on the internet because it reignited the discussion about Kathleen Kennedy, about diversity hires, Lucasfilm, Disney, all of these things. And one of the people who's decided to comment on this was Gina Carano, who was famously let yes. go from Lucasfilm and Disney because of her stance on, uh, on pronouns being put in the bio and a whole bunch of other stuff. And she had a lot to say on this, and it was kind of joyous to watch because it did feel to me in a way like I was being transported back to like 2019 
like uh, like 2018, 2019 kind of into 2020. Yeah, I was like, I mean, her stuff was a little bit later than that, was into 2020. But it just felt very like I was being thrown backwards in time. And it was like geeks and gamers uh, in the early days and all this stuff. Uh, I have a hard time with a lot of the, the Disney stuff and the Lucasfilm stuff. I just find that there are a lot of people that cover it very, very well. And the movies, I just, I don't care about Marvel these days. We're going to see the Marvels. Mm -hmm. But as a whole, Marvels and Star Wars, they don't fill me with any type of excitement. They fill me with dread because I just, I don't care enough to want to continue to go on about something when the discussion is kind of devolved into this very much a back and forth between both sides. And for me personally, I leave it to the, I'd rather leave it to the people who have covered it very, very well from the beginning. They do a great job. But Gina Carano had a lot to say. And I think we should go through it uh, because what her what was her initial post? It was right here. Well, this guy, uh, Pete Fletzer, who runs the Around the Galaxy podcast, screenshotted her original post. Here's what it said. This is the part where Kathleen Kennedy demands any YouTubers get censored off of YouTube for sharing and laughing at this hilarious episode. She'll have YouTube disable the thumbs down option because of the ratio she'll receive. Then she'll have her publicist ghouls make sure Variety and Hollywood Reporter run hit pieces about the South Park creators and their families, smearing their names through every useful idiot she has under her thumb who would sell their soul to work for Lucasfilm. She'll activate her online mob to repeat that the South Park creators are racist, bigot, transphobes, and demand the South Park creators publicly apologize by only using words she approves of. And finally, she'll demand they subject themselves to a re-education course of 45 people in the LGBTQ community Zoom call to sit there and listen to how badly they got their feelings hurt all over a little boop of a South Park episode. But uh, maybe, just maybe, the jig is up. And uh, The boop part is the funniest <laughs> part because it's a reference to yes. the beep-bop boop. Pete Fletzer said, in case you were wondering, Gina Carano has lost her g-damned mind. And uh, she really didn't appreciate this remark and came after him and Kathleen Kennedy clapped back like a queen. You have to love it. We should go uh, This is it. like a whole novel it's, of is. a post. So I don't know if we can cover all parts of it. Let's go through it but, like a couple of paragraphs at yeah. a time. Do you always call a woman crazy just because she has more firsthand experience than you and says something you don't like or understand? Bit misogynistic, don't you think? That is kind of true, too, because it's like they, they would discredit her right away and off the bat because they don't like what her opinion is on this. But who is going to have more firsthand experience given mm -hmm. that she actually worked for the company? Exactly. I think that this guy is rightfully called out as a Kathleen Kennedy Disney Star Wars yes man. She calls him a yes man because he is the pathetic onlooker just clapping like a seal for their repeated failures while their stock continues plummeting. And she was the one who actually had a part in it and had a stake in the way that this franchise did. And it's sort of like the way that the Mary Sue trashed Brett Cooper the other day, where they said that she's a failed actor and she couldn't make it in Hollywood. Whereas this author of the article is a failed theater major calling other people failed actors. Yep. People who were in high level productions, who actually did have success in those arenas. They're the ones like throwing Rotten Tomatoes at, at the people who actually did successful things and were ousted for doing nothing wrong. 
So she said, curious if your overlords pay you or do y'all just go ahead and shove your whole head straight up their ass for free? I'm guessing for free. Might want to come out for some fresh air. For some added context, not just for you, but for the people reading, one of the things your overlords asked me to do was unfollow certain accounts because they said bad things about Kathleen Kennedy. That's, that was a huge red flag for me. That's insane. Which accounts are those? Uh, that's, I would love to know which accounts. Like That's one of those things that I can't ever imagine that happening. Probably here. YouTubers like, like Nerdrotic. Yeah. Like, like, right? He's like, one of the people replying uh, here. Uh, saluting Drunk 3PO. Her. Like uh, all these people who did, you know, who clapped back early on and held Star Wars accountable for the fact that they were losing the fandom. And whether you agree with them or not uh, all the time on their takes, the numbers bear out that they're right. Right? That the... That the yeah. In, that the interest in Star Wars has been dwindling for years. They're not even getting, like, the, I don't know if they're going to get movies made anytime soon. I know there's announcements all the time. They were saying that Sean uh, Levy is going to have, or Levi is going to have, like, complete control of his next movie. But until I actually see a movie that gets done, I don't buy it, right? Like, uh, th there was going to be the... The um the 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 Wonder Woman director was supposed to get her own. Uh, Patty Jenkins was supposed yeah. to get her own Star Wars movie that fell through. Like I said, there's people that cover this extensively and all the time. But one thing that anybody can see is that the interest isn't there. The number in the streaming the numbers in the streaming shows have gone down consistently. Yeah. Just the fact that Star Wars has moved from being a big picture movie property to something that seems to be dealt exclusively to Disney Plus proves that they're failing. Mm -hmm. You're really speaking for the voice of everyone in the middle because it's true. Not everyone hates Disney or even knows who Kathleen Kennedy is or knows who Bob Iger is. Yeah. But the lack of interest is yeah. palpable at this point. And it's it's all on them. And why are these unpaid shills out here being so proud of of being foot soldiers for these executives who don't give a crap about them. Like this guy around the galaxy, Pete Fletzer, he's bragging about the fact that he's a shill and selling merch that says, uh, woke up this morning and watched Star Wars. It says, woke Star Wars. Use code shill15 for 15% off your order. I'll never know. Also, uh, he's the Shillsbury Doughboy, the original shill, just shillin' and do you even shill, bro? All of these are t-shirts that this guy proudly sells Here's the... on his merch store. Like, he's so serious, and she's calling him out for it. Like, you have your entire head up Kathleen Kennedy's ass. For and free! Like, you're not even getting paid or incentivized to do it. Another way to gauge whether this is real or not, or whether it's all in your head, is the fact that South Park made something at all. And South Park does criticize both sides in the special. Like, at the very end, they very much point out that, like, look, as bad as all this is, it's also, you know, maybe just dunking on woke stuff all mm -hmm. the time is kind of lame, too. They're very good at criticizing both sides of the equation. I haven't watched like it this. yet. You, should, you have to watch it. It's, it's really, really good. Yeah. But the, the point is, is that it's not fake. If it was fake, if it wasn't real, if it was all in the heads of these people, the box office would still be sky high. The TV shows would be doing record numbers. There would be no need to make a star, uh, a South Park special on something like this if it was all in someone's head. But these people want to bury their head in the sand and pretend as if everything's okay when it's clearly not. And that's an outsider's perspective looking in. I feel horrible for all of the people who like, one of the things that I was telling somebody about re recently was like, I was like, I feel very blessed that all the things that I love were never important enough for them to try and co-opt and turn into something that it never was before. 
right? Mm -hmm. All the shows and stuff that I love just don't, aren't, if they do get the, the redone treatment, it's going to be. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A decade from now, if not later. And even then, it'll be scraping the bottom of the barrel because most of the stuff that I loved wasn't franchises on the scale or the size of a of a Star Wars so or Star less Trek. incentive to yeah, ruin them. To ruin it, right? So yeah, uh, I'm going to skip ahead uh, and continue here. One of the problems your overlords are having right now is they've made a lot of people completely stop caring about one of the most beloved franchises in history, all by bullying, pushing aggressive agendas, and trying to silence the people criticizing them. How are they able to tell stories they don't understand when the ones they identify with are the Empire? They are literally trying to squash the little guys, the rebellion. No wonder the storytelling is struggling. They fired and dehumanized people like me who did absolutely nothing wrong, all to virtue signal to people like you, the yes men. But yes men, unfortunately for you and them, do not drive culture. Maybe they were banking on the kids picking up the slack, but one of the best things about this franchise is passing it from generation to generation to share. The competition is too high to throw out something as valuable as that. Why would one generation pass it on when you've disrespected and thrown them away? It also kind of goes back to that point that people have made before that originally they bought Marvel. Disney bought Marvel and Lucasfilm because Star Wars and Marvel appealed to boys. They had the princess movies and right. the animated series to appeal to girls. They, that should have theoretically turned them into an unstoppable market force that literally did what they tried to do with these movies, which was appeal to everyone just without pandering but to everyone. Really, they bought... Marvel and they bought Star Wars and thought, how can we get these franchises that appeal to boys to appeal to girls and gays and theys? <laughs> and then it ended up they appealing to money. nobody. Yeah, they, and, they, and, those, and, and those groups don't spend money on a large enough scale because there aren't enough of them to mm -hmm. equal out what happens when you appeal to the target demographic that has proven to you that they're willing to spend money on the products I you're making like when you're making them well. The only thing keeping Disney Star Wars afloat right now as a franchise is like Grogu plushies. There's yeah. really nothing else going for it other than like Grogu mugs that are sold at Home Goods. Yeah, Disney nobody's movie. actually watching this shit. Seriously. The numbers for the last two series were both abysmal and there's new announcements every day. And People liked Andor and that could have been seen as a good faith effort, but then you'd already lost everyone before you started. Well, that's that. what they said about The Mandalorian, right? Like the, like as, the first as, season. As disillusioned yeah. as everyone was with Star Wars at that time, like the fans want to come back. People want to come back. People have short memories when you give them something what they want and i don't buy that you lose everyone forever all the time i do believe that a lot of people when when you when you take a property like this that meant so much to so many people at ages when they were so um easily influenced so like when something's means something to you that much when you're a child right you want to give it the benefit of the doubt you want 
to come back to it if you can. So it's not like you lose them and then you've lost them forever. Most of them are willing to give it another chance. I remember that yeah. when The Mandalorian season one came out. I'm like, I'm like, everyone's just gonna pretend like the rise of Skywalker and in, in the the Last Jedi didn't happen. Well, oh, because they put Luke on, they put CGI Luke on screen in the final however many minutes of the season. Oh, okay, like that that was actually kind of disheartening to me because I'm like, look, they they're can like win, begging for crumbs. They can win you back at any point. All they have to do is pander just a little bit and then immediately pull it back out I from mean, under that's you. That's probably what they thought they were doing with the Darth Vader lightsaber battle in yes. Kenobi, and that was just awful like dumpster fire material and all of this is going is is ignoring the fact that they did try to make her go through a weird zoom meeting struggle session with a bunch of people who would have been just there to control her and and tear her down Mm -hmm. to make her fall in line and be compliant she Mm -hmm. has probably sacrificed more than anyone in that industry for what she believes in Mm-hmm. The money that she gave up, the the hits to her credibility as the insane, absolutely categorically bonkers hit pieces were written about her because she put a couple of lines in her in her bio. And I still maintain that that is maybe maybe more than anything is the idea that people can guilt and pressure you into doing something. Never, you will never be the bad guy by resisting somebody telling you that you have to do something because they're virtue signaling. That's insane. Right. Like they act like this woman committed mass murder on when, when they asked something. her to put pronouns in her bio. And she's like, look, it's th- maybe one of the most American things you can ever do is like, just because you're telling me to do it, I'm not doing it. F you. Right. Yeah. But like someone like Rachel Zegler is a well-behaved Disney foot soldier who has her pronouns in bio, unlike Gina Carano, is going to comply with all of these expectations and go beyond that even mm-hmm. clearly to her detriment. And she's rewarded for it by the executives. Um, I want to finish up a little bit of her post. They're choosing to stick with weak leadership who couldn't handle YouTubers saying mean things online when all it would have taken is a true leader to step in, take the reins, take responsibility, (coughs) stop discriminating, apologize about the things they've they've done wrong, step completely out of politics, be truly inclusive, and they would be back in business. Until then, they're stuck with you, the yes-men, and they're plummeting stock. I don't even know if I buy that they need to apologize. I think just... Yeah. Just do different... Like, yeah, exactly. Like, they don't need to apologize. Just... Fix it. M- just fix it and move on. Like, fix it and win back the majority of the public sentiment with good work. I don't think that... First of all, if they apologize, it, apologies without actual changes made will just get derision from people anyways. They're just mm-hmm. going to tell you that you're full of shit. Like, people aren't going to buy it. So don't apologize with words, apologize with actions and make a better product. Again, that's very easy to ask of them. It's very difficult to actually put into effect when it's a corporation as large and as unwieldy as something like Disney, where thousands of decisions are made just to get one thing made. I mean, really, where an apology might be due is from George Lucas for making the stupid decision to sell this to Disney in the first place. He even said that going to see the force awakens right is like going to an ex-wife's wedding yeah that's telling to say the least he probably has his regrets and his fans that you know brought that i donated the money to charity too yeah like it's like i don't even know why like why do it if you're not gonna keep like i don't understand his motivations 
and I wish that he would be more honest and open. It's not like he has a gag order mm -hmm. on having opinions about Star Wars from now on. I also don't think any of this stuff is fixable. Like my my attitude, my the fact that he he gets to live to yeah. see his own destroyed property destroyed this way is even more tragic than if it were like a Tolkien situation. Yeah. Like at least with Tolkien, he's in no way responsible for Amazon getting their dirty hands on the Lord of the Rings. But put with George in. Lucas, I would just if I were him, I would just be like crushed put <laughs> to a woman watch in this it. happen. Make her gay. Make it more lame. Put a woman in it. Make her gay. <laughs> um I, I and I don't think I personally don't think that this can be fixed. I, I don't think without at least a decade of, of nothing coming out and a lot of time, I, I don't think that you can fix this problem. I think the fact that it's, uh, the fact that they can't handle YouTubers saying mean things tells you everything you need to know that it's about them and their vanity and it's not about their love of the storytelling or of the franchise or of the fan base yeah it's really all about them and their egos well the, it's because kathleen kennedy found the pander stone in the in the archives of disney and she used it don't give much. me spoilers <laughs> don't spoil it for it me. was it was very good it's just and that's the thing like if people are willing to criticize you even in the depths of mainstream hollywood that means that there's something there and they need to accept that there's something there and something that can be fixed but it just, it does kind of break my heart to think about what Disney could have done, could be doing if they had done what they originally planned, which was keep the, you know, keep the, the path, make your, uh, make your movies about princesses for the girls, make your animated movies skew towards the girls and the kids and use your Star Wars and your Star and your, in your Marvel to appeal to boys and the women who like that stuff. That doesn't mean it only appeals to boys. It means that women who also like some stuff that boys like can also like it too. It's like they refuse to admit that different, like there's differences in the things we like, mm -hmm. right? Because the, the traditional Disney princess will now be impossible to differentiate from the average Star Wars or Marvel character anyways, because they're all going to be the same type of generic girl bossery right. that we see. So what happened to Which, vast changes in storylines? Now that I'm watching Star Wars, I want chat's opinion on this. I'm getting the impression that Princess Leia is a bit of a girl boss. You have to ask them. She's not engaging in combat. So yes, limited power, but I don't really see flaws in her. She just walks around at like 20 years old, acting like she's some kind of military genius, giving people orders and never actually doing anything. Speaking of what's going she's on kind with of all annoying. that, let's go ahead and let's talk about Snow White then. Because well, we have it's super chats. We'll, 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 do that. we'll do it after. We'll do, okay, do it well, after. we're not done lashing Disney yeah. then. I guess we're not done. Let's yet. get a crisis party before we get to super well, chats. Huh? That'd be uh, nice. Okay, we yeah. covered this on Friday that Disney announced that their Snow White adaptation is being delayed by over a year. It's going to come out in March 2025. They conveniently didn't mention the fact that it was supposed to come out March next year. And uh, we found out a little bit more information about this. I think that they're massively rewriting and reshooting this movie uh, to make it more faithful to the original animated animated adaptation. Yeah. And that's possibly thanks to the Daily Wire. I'm not sure. We can't really know what goes on, on in these conversations between Disney executives, but it definitely should factor into their decision, right? 
I, I mean, if I was Disney, I, like, are they do, do they really care what Daily Wire has to say? I, I hope they. I guess I as I guess they do. Now they have to. But I just right? I always wonder, like, because I, I it imagine, looks like Daily Wire is going to beat them to the punch with their own movie. And, and here's what I mean by that: it's like as much as we love watching the Daily Wire dunk on Disney and dunk on how inept they seem to be over there, whether it's Bob Iger, whether mm-hmm. it's Kathleen Kennedy, whatever. The average human being who isn't politically aware doesn't know what the Daily Wire is. And oh, of course. And but no one has any illusions Daily Wire's Snow White is going to make more money than Disney's Snow White. Yes. I think it's not out of the question that their announcement had something to do with Disney's delay. And you can't chalk it up all just to the SAG strike and the writer's strike. Yeah. Um, over a year delay is crazy. So they also released a first look image of the movie where Rachel Zegler is sitting around all of these dwarves. <laughs> and I'm like, where did the dwarves come from? Because I thought that we were going to have a racially diverse team of obscure magical creatures from all different uh, races and, and religions and creed. Um, but this is just a cast of normal CGI dwarves. This is the one of the worst photos. I've, what is it with making it? Somebody's like, it looks warm and inviting. I'm like, it looks brown and dark and the not inviting. The lighting looks awful. It's awful. What I, the hell am I looking they at? They kind of slapped this together last minute. Pull up my tweet. Also, yes, I... I and me Who Mary, did it better? Lena the Plug and Adam 22 or Rachel Zegler and Disney? Me and Mary made the same post. Uh, I, I did it on Instagram. She did it on Twitter. Yes. Uh, and, I, and I also just posted the picture and said, um, I think I Don't I think they have I anyone to say like, hey, maybe this isn't the best Also, you angle. had to fix their color. You, or you had to fix their lighting. I did. I literally, I literally went in my iPhone settings in my camera roll and had to edit it for Disney, the richest media company on the planet. I'm, I'm sorry. So, I, the first thing I saw when I saw this was casting couch photo. That was the exact it's first thing I saw. right away. Something seedy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't like it. Well, let's go back to what you said about Yes Men. There's got, there, was nobody like, like you're nobody telling me there's said, no, Hey, you, nobody stopped them in their tracks and said, hey, maybe this is going to draw some attention that you don't want for a kids movie. Yeah. Maybe we're just, maybe our heads are in the in the gutter. Like No, no, I, I refuse to believe. Okay, so let, let me rephrase that. I, I, I realize every day. We're the day, problem. I am not, I am not special. So if I'm, I'm not unique, I'm not special. So if I'm thinking this, if that's at least comes to my head, there's at least one other person like me who's as much of a degenerate yeah. who likely thought the same thing. And I was not wrong. Other people said, like, I, I ended up posting the one of the two of them. And uh, Dallas was like, he's like, I sent that to like 12 of my friends. And the, but you actually posted it. Bravo. See, that's the point. That's Everyone funny. is thinking that when they saw it, that that was exactly what was going on there and the, nobody's <sighs> telling them. Like, I do wonder they how- They have I'm yes gonna... men outside of the company and inside of the company and no one is there to tell them when they're making a bad choice. And you know, one of the bad choices is even if they are backpedaling and going with bringing back the seven dwarves in response to all of this backlash, mm. instead of having seven diverse friends from Portland, they still are, like I mean, they are refusing to employ actual dwarves for these roles. They just hate 
they, the idea they of with, uh, paying anyone. They did it in Peter Pan for and these Wendy's. Roles. It's crazy. It in Peter Pan and Wendy, they did it in a couple of other things, right? The, what was the one where, uh, where, um, uh, what's his name played the Oompa Loompa, right? And they're like. They wouldn't hire oh, a, Hugh, Grant. Hugh Grant. Like, yeah. they, like so they just they are they that af like, afraid of offending people, or do they just just Bob Iger secretly hate people with dwarfism? They're principally refusing to give jobs. Bob, seven seven huge jobs. Bob Iger just has a picture of people with dwarfism on a dartboard that he just throws at. Right. He just hates. He he hates. Like what's going uh, on? People of uh, and replacing them with CGI. It's like not innovative because. We already saw them animated in the 1937 version. Yeah. So what is the point of animating them again to look like Uncanny Valley monsters? <laughs> they look okay in this, but it's really blurry and you can barely tell. They're like in a dark attic. Um, another thing that Rachel Zegler was talking about that very much confused me was she is going to... Snow White is going to become the leader that her father told her she could be. I need to go back and read the fairy tales because I'm not familiar with the original versions. But in the movie, she does not have a family. She doesn't have parents. She There is no character that plays her father in the movie. That's not a thing. It's just crazy that this one movie can have this bad of a of a track like uh, one of the big things one of my some of my favorite video series are youtubers that do videos on like pr movies that go through production hell like water like the like the the production hell that was to get the movie Waterworld made but this uh, this one is maybe this is another worse level than, yeah it's it's awful also i looked up the guy who's supposed to play the huntsman and of course he was race swapped as well and he looks like a quarterback <laughs> when um, I think it was Liam Hemsworth yeah. that played the Huntsman in the 2012 version with Kristen Stewart. Um, I didn't know that, or I guess I forgot that Greta Gerwig was one of the writers. Oh, on she this. says late father in the, in that, like they're saying that there she was says no mention father. of her father even in yeah. the movie. Like I'm maybe that's in the original fairy tale because I haven't read it yet, yeah. but um there was no mention of her father or of her family yeah. in the movie. Also, Brett Cooper uh, made a like uh, was talking about said that in her movie Snow White and the Evil Queen, uh, she says that it will not be a mega conservative movie, but will focus on the timeless values of the right. original story. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to be Snow White turning around wearing a MAGA hat. Uh, Jeremy Boring also weighed in on what he thinks was behind Disney's decision to delay Snow White. He said, my guess is the SAG strike excuse is just cover and they're actually reshooting large parts of the movie to make it more faithful adaptation of their own classic film. Will be interesting to see how Rachel Zegler and Gal Gadot walk back their previous denouncements and insistence that this movie will be different. I mean, I don't, again, I don't it's think it's just going to be it some kind of Frankenstein movie of like a girl boss, but then they bring back the prince and then they delete the prince and then they bring back the prince. He and joins, we're not even really sure who the prince is. He's just some guy named Jonathan who shows up. He goes into the multiverse and he comes back as a woman and it's a princess. It's, It'll be great. You're overcomplicating it. Yep. It takes so little to just make a story that appeals to young girls. It they really can't does. do that. They can't do not not and if look love at all is the previous Disney princes. I went and looked at through all the previous princes. I mean, there's there these dashing, charming, masculine young men. Mm -hmm. What is wrong with that?
Why does he have to be a clueless, blundering idiot? Because or a stalker. To, to create a, a, a masculine uh, young man who's actually competent, it, it's not empowering to women, meaning that it's, it's suffocating. If she, if she ends up being in a relationship with them, she's somehow being coerced into doing so and being less of the woman she, she could be if she was on her own by the power of cats and boxed wine. Right, yeah. But it's just the evil queen already fulfilled that role yeah. of the evil, lonely old crone. We don't need two of them. <laughs> right they end up they both we don't end need, up old are they gonna team up yeah. or or what like what's the point of the princess being virtuous then then they end up like old drinking boxed wine together yeah all mm. the animals in the forest hate sorry them. sorry mead they'll be drinking mead together they wouldn't be drinking wine they'd be drinking also mead. uh when someone pointed out that disney changed the dwarfs back to the original version jeremy said you're welcome he, t- he takes full credit just uh, to be clear. Uh, of course. And they also pushed back the Pixar movie. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. Like Elio? Elio? Yeah. Elio? I don't know. Uh, I don't know what it is. They pushed that back over a year. But it was like a year and a half. I mean, they've been dumped. And that's already done. They've been screwed with Pixar lately anyways. They've been like dumped. They were for a lot of 2020 and 2021, they were dumping mm-hmm. all the Pixar movies onto Disney Plus while giving the Disney animated movies actual releases. Uh, right. This one... I don't know if it was supposed to go to theaters, but it's about a kid who gets abducted by aliens and then he tricks the aliens into thinking that he is the Earth overlord. What if that was like that, but it's Alex Jones? It should be. Just Alex Jones gets caught by aliens and has to convince them that he's actually the overlord of Earth. <laughs> he could. He could do that. It'd be pretty he, easy. They would believe him. He would, he would totally be able to pull that off, I think. He's got enough passion. <laughs> In the belly to do that. Love it. I would, I would be totally happy with seeing that. All right, let's go to Super Chats. The Dearly Departed said, Brett's Chris Rock impression is surprisingly good. Yes. Yeah, it comes from years of watching Chris Rock specials. Is it like racist to impersonate Chris Rock? I don't think so. I mean, no, I don't think so. It's because you're not you're not insulting them. You're you're paying homage to the. It would be like saying it would be racist for a woman who had a good Wanda Sykes impression. She says a distinct voice. I rewatched Karate Kid recently and I was like, they would never make this today because Mr. Miyagi has an accent. That's how he actually talked. I mean, that guy, like he he, has like Pat Morita was actually um, he didn't have an accent. So he put that on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But he has an accent. He has these like Japanese memorabilia in his house. Like he's actually Japanese instead of I mean, if they made Karate Kid in 2023, he'd be like, hello. I'm Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just so ridiculous. We can't have nice things anymore. But they, they pay good homage to him in, in Cobra Kai. Like, they, they yeah. keep the, Almost too much. Not so much in Karate Kid 3. No. Yash said, Mary's Alex Jones impersonation is surprisingly good. <laughs> Go ahead. Give, give them something. I'm a pioneer. I'm a human. <laughs> JSpot51 said, my daily dose of sanity. There you You're go. You're welcome. That's us. Chris Chan said you should get Gary from Nerdrotic on the show. Well, we have tried. He's a very busy man, but busy. it'll happen eventually, I'm sure. Let's do one more. Shane H. Wilder said there are Southern evangelical haunted houses called hell houses. They walk you through extremely graphic reenactments of how you're going to hell. They're horrible. Would not recommend. Uh, this is news to me. Glad I never experienced this. There you go. But there they go, ruining Halloween Always. once again. It's supposed to remind you of your death, not tell you that you're going to hell. 
All right. right. <laughs> Let's go. I, like I'm, I, I'm gonna just not worry about it until I get there. I don't think I'm a bad person, so I'm, I'm, I'm banking that, uh, you know. Fingers I'm, crossed. Fi- fingers crossed. Is that, is that even allowed? Am I allowed? Is that, is that indicative of something? Is, is this, that bad? It's like, it's like, uh, like I, I, I'm not religious, so it's like, is this in the Ouija board the same thing? I have no idea. I'll have to look into that. I'll <laughs> let you know later on, Brett. Tell us what's going on <laughs> with Kanye. Okay, so it looks like Kanye's past with anti-Semitic comments and remarks and erratic behavior goes way farther back than just 2022 when he got canceled and deplatformed and got dropped by his talent agency in Adidas. It actually goes further back to 2013. Uh, I just saw this report headlined, Kanye West drew swastika in first Adidas meeting, told Jewish manager to kiss Hitler portrait daily. When I saw that, when I saw that, I'm just like, where the hell do you find this stuff? Okay, so the New York Times did this extensive investigation of Kanye's entire history and partnership with Adidas. And it's ironic because Adidas was one of the last to drop him when he was getting canceled by the media. Mm. And it's also ironic that Adidas itself has history with Nazis. As its founder was a Nazi. It's a German company. Um, And I guess... They put up with his anti-Semitism and erratic behavior for much longer than anyone knew before. Um, This says that in his very first meetings with Adidas, before their partnership even began, he was showing pornography videos to executives in meetings to spark creativity. Um, Not really sure what that was supposed to accomplish, but um, that happened multiple times. And then shortly after that, in 2013, he walked into one of their first meetings where they had a bunch of draft sketches of shoes. And he was so disgusted and offended by their ideas. He thought they were so terrible that he picked up one of those sketches, took a a Sharpie and drew a swastika onto the toe of one of these these sketched shoes. And he, he overhauled their entire plan. And it sounds like he made them so much money that they kind of just put up with his crazy behavior for over a decade, or almost a decade. Um, And they only decided to drop him when they were publicly called out for having a relationship with him. And that's what shows ultimately that corporations don't have values. They don't have, like you can't align with a corporation's values or not align with their values because they don't have values. They have not in any meaningful sense. They have risk assessments. They don't have values. So it came down to just the volume of the complaints. It wasn't that there hadn't been people pushing back before. There were plenty of people from inside Adidas that were constantly saying that he was making everyone uncomfortable. He was dangerous to be around. He's like in meetings throwing shoes at the wall and, you know, having mental breakdowns all the time and, you know, making making all these crazy demands, accusing them of enslaving him if they don't give him enough money in, in his pocket with zero oversight. And they had been putting up with this for so long because he simply was their moneymaker because they were about to sink before he came around. Nike was the sneaker company. Yeah. And he saved them from that. They say he he saved their brand and made it high fashion and made it more popular in the U.S. and 
more rappers started wearing Yeezys and it was this big deal. And they took advantage of that, knowing that he was crazy and mentally unstable and bigoted and all of these horrible things. They didn't care. It's because just about their bottom dollars. line. Yeah. But it's ironic that because after they dropped him, both, both lost tons of money. His yeah. net worth plummeted. Their, their stock prices plummeted. Everyone loses. And you don't even come out looking like the good guys. Yeah. Because you're villainized for having a partnership with him in the first place. So that was him drawing the swastika. That was that story. Um, but apparently, remember that TMZ interview that Kanye did? Mm -hmm. Where he said that 400 years of slavery sounds like a choice? Yeah. That was a big deal at the time. But apparently a part of that w that wasn't aired was him saying that we need to love everyone, including Hitler. That He said that in that interview in 2018 do you think that he's so just... this goes back further than 2022 yeah this was in 2018 that he was saying this and they were just trying to keep it under wraps they were trying to suppress it and people weren't talking about it scooter braun who by the way is jewish was representing him at the time and defending this behavior yeah. and harvey levin was the one interviewing him also a jewish man there's a 50 dollars super hit chat here from micah headland says crisis pantry i requested a uh, i accidentally requested a crisis pantry in the chat. I'm also arguing with people in the chat about the movie Three Ninjas right now. I love well, Crisis uh, Pantry. Uh, yes. We're um, very close to a, we're very close to that crisis party now though. But yeah, you're not, Anyway, you're right. that part of the interview was cut and was only released later on in 2022. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Apparently, after that happened, he tried to introduce this idea to a Jewish manager at Adidas. It says, though it's unclear whether anyone at Adidas knew back in 2018 about his Nazi remark, Mr. Wexler, who is Jewish, told colleagues about something similar that had led him to yell at Mr. West. <coughs> the artist told him to hang a photo of Hitler in his kitchen and kiss it every day to practice unconditional love. He's so teaching the, everyone good moral it's lessons. It's supposed to be the idea that you should love your worst enemy. I guess. Yes. Which I suppose in some stretch of the imagination comports with Kanye's identity as a born again Christian, yeah. right? That but might... he's clearly going through the throes of yeah. like manic episodes and, and then Harley Pasternak was involved and we never got the full story on that, on his hospitalization. And actually his morality clause with Adidas provided that if he caused them scandal, which is very broad terms, they could drop him. Yeah. If he caused them any any problems in the media whatsoever, or if he were in rehab, any any stint of rehab for thirty days or longer, they could drop him. So he it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. He wasn't really incentivized to seek out help for his addiction issues which he later talked about yeah it's interesting because i think that a lot of it comes down to the fact that when you're clearly in chaos even good advice seems like bad advice 
Mm-hmm. Like, like it's very hard to to have this guy try to talk to you about this type of stuff. And what he his advice was not good. What he's what he's saying, what what he's asking these people to do is not good. They shouldn't you shouldn't be putting those pictures in people's faces. But even if he was giving them any type of like good moral advice, the idea is like, why does that matter when you're a celebrity and they're a, a shoe brand? Well, for him, it's about the power plays, and that's assuming that most of the information in this New York Times report is true, which we don't know. Journalists lie and stretch the truth all the time. But it sounds like he thinks himself a bit of a cult leader and wanted to throw his weight around because of the fact that Adidas' success Was was based on his name. Yeah, Truly, it was. So he wasn't exaggerating there. And he literally said out loud, I can say anti-Semitic comments and Adidas can't do anything about it. Like he was proud of that (laughs) and was testing their loyalty over and over by making more and more unrealistic demands of them. So that makes sense, at least. Um, But I mean, I don't blame Kanye for not seeking real helps for his psychological problems. He, He says he's been like, diagnosed with bipolar disorder and then went off of his medication because he said it stifled his creativity. But then on the other hand, you have someone like Harley Pasternak over his shoulder saying that he's going to send him back to zombie land so he'll never get to see his kids again. So if that's the voice of reason on one side of, of your shoulder and the other one is all of your enablers, who are you going to listen to? It always seems like this life of this person who is... Create, create, creatively, like creatively, he's very, very much a genius, but emotionally and psychologically always in chaos. And how does someone mm-hmm. like... It's not an uncommon to... combination. No, it's not. Historically. So, to, be crea- uh, to be creatively really, really smart, to be a genius, but also be unbelievably um, troubled in all these other areas of your life. And then combine that with just how much money is at stake. Uh, and mm-hmm. all of the people that can get uh, screwed in the process, it's not hard to believe that these situations don't work out exactly the way they do. It does kind of put into perspective that even the most abhorrent thing can be held back if they feel that they can use it to their benefit later to the point that interview being yeah. in 2018. Well, if it, it was, it should have theoretically to them been just as outrageous and just right. as egregious then as it was in 2022. Why was it saved for a rainy day? Exactly. You're, that's that's what bothered me so much about Kanye's big Trump level cancellation that happened last year yeah. and him getting dropped by Adidas pretty late in the game in October last year is everyone puts on this front of having the moral high ground. And I'm sorry, a corporation is not a person. They don't have morals. They don't have values. Um, they just assess... Uh, they assess financial risks and financial benefits, and they decided that Kanye was not a financial benefit to them anymore. That's just all it was. And everyone who canceled Kanye acted like they were so holier than thou and didn't actually have any compassion for him. And he clearly is still not really living a stable lifestyle. He's traveling all the time, has this new wife. Nobody knows what he's doing. He's not seeing his kids much. Nobody really cares about him as an individual. In this situation, in the like chat, in the, uh, in the story, in the chat, um, where did I just see it here? Um, <laughs> uh, L- Luffy is God says you don't kiss Hitler. Let's agree to that at least. Yes, 
Yeah, obviously, like, that's insane. Like, his behavior was insane. His suggestions were insane and not cool. <laughs> not professional, to say the least. I I care less about uh, him being insane because he's just one person, but I do hate this idea that these corporations mm -hmm. uh, pretend to have morals. It's the hypocrisy yeah. of the corporations and the agencies that bothered me about last year. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, that, I've hated that since 2020. Because Kanye doesn't have, I mean, he has money, but he doesn't have power or influence like he used to. These corporations had the leverage. I mean, I think he still holds a, 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 we, a quite a bit of influence in society. I, I mean, I think that'll be proven yeah. as they try to get rid of all of this easy inventory out of their warehouses. Because anyone who is a fan of his really doesn't seem to be bothered in the least by... Or you end up somebody like me who's just so numb to every, everybody doing awful stuff all the time that I just, I can't let it take mm -hmm. away the things that I love to listen to or watch. Like, I'm not going to not watch something because somebody said something awful. I'm not going to not listen to something because somebody said something awful. Right. That's just, uh, I, I will, however, laugh at corporations that like virtue signal and essentially, you know, LARP as caring individuals when you're not capable of actually doing that. You're just a corporation whose job it is, is to make money, which is fine. I would be much happier with corporations that are like, we just want to make money. Right. We want to offer you a product that you want to buy. We hope you buy it. I mean, do you think they would have lost a lot of money had they kept him on as a as a creative partner? I don't know. Probably. But to, I, I don't know how long that would have gone on for. They like, have like... Bud Light lost a crap ton of money. They say they have like a billion dollars worth of Yeezy inventory left in their warehouses that they need to get rid of. Yeah. And there's no shortage of people willing to buy it. And he still has control over the Yeezy branding, so he can make his own stuff independent, independently yeah. whenever he wants, which he is doing, and no one seems to have any qualms with buying his products after his cancellation. It does feel as if the idea of canceled has kind of... It, it was it, just a big ordeal of civility. Thank you! Thank you! Thank you, guys! Ian hear that in person someday. I want well, he's coming it. back soon, I think. You gotta have Ian on to, to hear that. But like it does feel like canceled as a term is just it 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 holds so much less weight than it used to be. Whenever I hear celebrities talk about cancel culture now, it's always a talking point to like Piers Morgan. Right, exactly. It's always the people that were not canceled in any meaningful way. Yeah. I think Trump, if anyone, or Alex Jones has a right to talk about being canceled. Yeah. Besides that, I saw something um, where they said Alex Jones is going to be required to pay the billion dollars, even though he's filed for bankruptcy. That's insane. I don't know how that happens. Yeah, not really. Not not a clue how that happens, but yes, it's a, it's about a humiliation ritual, and that's mm -hmm. what it was for Kanye too. All right, let's go to super chats. Peter Leo said, "Brett, wear a helmet." I have food poisoning. Um, I'm sorry, but I'm not doing that. I, I appreciate Why do they your want concern. You to wear a well, I, I I normally uh oh in the chat no uh 
Nomen Desirable says, first party just now. Yes, first party just now. Let's get a second one, huh? But uh, back to the point of what he was saying is uh, I posted a skating clip on Twitter, which I don't normally do. You hit your head? Uh, no, no, I, I, I didn't fall. I, I landed very close. To, I did this rail that was very close to uh, like a light pole. The whole point of the rail is that you have to do it and try to and just make sure you don't fall. If you fall off on this side, you're going to get hurt. So I posted it and like, it's really funny to see the difference between Instagram and Twitter because Instagram, the people that follow me are mostly rollerbladers who have just followed me mm -hmm. for a long time, long before I worked here. Um, but then Twitter, it's almost all people who follow the show. So they have one of a couple of reactions. Please put on a helmet. Um, Heather Hunter was like my- No fun. Heather Hunter was like my inner mom. Like Helmets are no fun. Going like this. Um, to which I say, just no, because it's been 25 years and it throws off my equilibrium now to try and change how I've been doing it. Also, I've, uh, I have hit my head, but it was when I was very, very young. Uh, and if you were smart, you'd tell me to wear shin pads um, more than, more than uh, a helmet. I, I don't hit my head. But they either say that, they make fun of me and tell me it's lame. Wow. To which I say, That's ha, ha, mean. ha. Uh, they wish it, they could skate. Yeah. Um, but then some of the other people, yeah, it's, it's really I funny. I thought that you were on a break from skating. I, I actually just got back. So I'd been hurt for about two months and just started again two weeks ago. And as long as I'm just doing it on the weekends, it's not as uh, rough on my knee. So, mm -hmm. But my left leg is healed. Brian Evans said, glad to have seen you on SimCast last, last night, Mary. Um, yeah, I'm really happy I did it. How long did the show go? Usually she goes for like three hours, maybe four. Mm. It's pretty long. I was on there for like almost the whole thing. It was fun. Um, I, d I came like massively underdressed because they were all in costumes for Halloween. And, and you're just like, just like, I'm me and that's enough. Let me grab my cat ear headband that mm. I have. <laughs> What was your, what and that was, was it. And then all of them had these cool backgrounds, like because yeah. they have like setups in their homes yeah. for this stuff. And I was just there on a white wall, like yeah. like she said, I was like my costume is a cat taking a picture at a DMV. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. What was uh, what was something you guys talked about on there that would never get talked about on here? Oh my gosh, so many things. There was this, okay. I told you about this this video of a girl getting a breast reduction on TikTok that yeah. went viral because. Everyone was shocked and horrified that she got a breast reduction. It's a crime against humanity, et cetera, et cetera. Don't think we would ever talk about that. Won't you think of the men when you get your titties shot? Yeah, won't you think of the men and what they think of your breast reduction first? This is feminism's fault. Yeah. Her, your back pain is Did a any direct of you guys to the patriarchy. See, see that? Give us your thoughts on the, the breast reduction TikTok. <laughs> There's a breast reduction community on TikTok. Good. There's a community talk. for everything now. Yeah. On TikTok. The worst is book talk. Kobe McGuire said, I'm partially new here and enjoy y'all's podcast. Thank well, you. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us. Let's do We'll try not to ruin it for yes. you. Let's do one more. The Dearly Dirt Parted said, Nope, bras are there to counteract gravity. So the, the hiding of the nipples is just the, the it's extra benefit. It's a byproduct. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. All right, let's hold off on the rest and we'll come back okay. after the fact. I'd like to see us get a second crisis party here, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> but go ahead and tell us what's going on. So there is a Gen Z TikToker named Charlie D'Amelio, if you haven't heard of her. I haven't seen her doing much for a while, but she just got in trouble because she dressed up as a Walmart employee for Halloween in promotion of her new product, Happy Snacks. <laughs> 
that are getting sold at I, Walmart. I don't know if these are like chips or funniest, popcorn or something. The funniest part about this is that it's a brand deal. Yeah, she did this in promotion of her product, not just for, I mean, she didn't mock working class people for fun. It was for profit, of course. So that makes it better, right? Um, The video is awful. It makes her look insufferable. Is there music? I don't think so. Am I going to get? She's just at the the cashier checkout line here. No, there's no audio. Not in this one. No. So to uh, tell people, if people are listening, what's going on here. So who's that? Is that her and who? Uh, her and her sister, Dixie D'Amelio. So it says, have yeah. a good day at work. <laughs> you too. She's like dropping her off. Now here they are. Uh, wreaking havoc the in the aisles. It's not that much effort into the costume. It's just a vest, but Yeah. I, I sent you the other video where she's like ringing up the, the, the happy snacks. There's a $20 super chat here from Micah Hedlund says, uh, Hegland says, cook food, be well, double crisis pantry. Yes, maybe that's what we need. We need an actual crisis pantry. <laughs> we need pantry. to put happy snacks in our crisis pantry. That's what we need. So yeah, she's, she's got I, the I sent you the other video. I don't know if you have it. Okay, let me, uh, I think I do. No. This one, right? Oh, no, it's not that one. Hold on. It's this one? No, I don't have the other. Did you just send it? Yeah. Okay, hold on. I'll pull it up here. But you just need to see the way that she, like, flips her hair and does this obnoxious smile that calls you poor in 17 different languages. There's no audio. There's not meant to be. Okay. Yeah, the, she's just smiling and saying, yeah, you're poor. Doesn't that suck? <laughs> The thumbnail for this is gonna look good. Oh, I need a, I need a pause. She has what the industry calls a fuck ass bob in this video. Which means what? There it is. There, there's the it's, picture for everyone to see. It's the way that it moves. You can tell a fuck ass bob by the way that it can move around like that <laughs> when she flips her head around. She's like, but that, so glad I'm not poor. That like smile you. just says, like, I was born into privilege. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like this Alfonso on Twitter says y'all yes c- cosplaying the working class yeah so here are a couple other tweets one person said a rich person cosplaying as working class doesn't surprise me one bit I don't really find it to be a funny costume either another said watching someone who won the lottery of life gleefully pretend to do a minimum wage job that crushes people's hopes and dreams has me fantasizing about rebooting the french revolution franchise for modern audiences that's uh that's really cringy honestly like i don't think that it's i think that somebody should have told her like hey maybe you shouldn't do this because you'll get backlash because you know Bidenomics. I don't think they care. I think that they, I think that was the goal is, to yeah. get hate. Yeah, I do. Was that the goal? Like, I just I, I don't like the outrage marketing for anyone. One person says, you know, that she does not work there because she's happy. Like, I, I'm going to push back on that because there are plenty. There are actually a couple of employees that I've seen over at the Walmart by us. It's the that retirees are, that are the happiest. They're always happy. Yeah, they, they're just happy to have something. To do. Like one of the things that's still craziest to me is that my dad didn't get like because my my dad didn't get a job, but he they him and his girlfriend like they travel a lot. But I was always like, my dad's never going to be able to not work. And I always like my dad's going to be one of those guys who ends up working at a hardware store into his 80s. Because it feels like that would be the only way he'd be able to be happy. <laughs> but he's, he seems very happy now just like traveling around. But a lot of those, the elderly people that work at the Walmart by us are, always seem to be in a good mood. 
Okay, the last time I remember Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio getting canceled was on one of the episodes of their family reality show called The D'Amelios. And I don't think anyone cares about watching their parents on a reality show, so that was short-lived. But they had a celebrity chef cook them snails at their home. And Charlie and Dixie refused to eat the snails. Eat the snails. And live everyone the, was just up in arms about this and, and was just so offended that they were picky eaters and they weren't grateful for being served a delicacy like escargot. Well, I'm I, I'm kind of As a picky the, eater yourself, you are like, okay, base. I can appreciate the picky eater representation <laughs> that's going on right there because I'm not touching your escargot. I'm not touching your snails. I'm not touching your sushi. I'm not touching your seafood of any sort. That's disgusting says, and abhorrent. Charlie at 16 and her sister 19 are accused of disrespecting their private chef who prepared and served them a multi-course meal for the first episode of Dinner with the D'Amelios. And first up, <laughs> James Charles... Uh, who joined them for the night said that he wouldn't try it. So strike one. She was making faces while the chef was talking. I don't know if she was trying to be quirky or relatable, but it didn't seem fun. It came ac across as plain rude. Yeah. So Gen Z TikTokers don't have a great track record in general for like understanding, like would make them for more being relatable. down to earth and be relatable. But I feel like being relatable doesn't matter anymore. Well, not to an influencer. Yeah. I mean, the idea of an influencer is do you want, like what, what about somebody being relatable is influenceable? Like, isn't the idea that they're like, they could influence your behavior by being something that you can't always relate to? Does that make sense? Like in a way, I feel like they're, they're portraying an image of wealth and uh, status that you don't have and people aspire to that. So they like following you because it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Like maybe that's just me. Like I'm not gonna follow people who live the same life I do. Well, she doesn't have this inspirational rags to riches story. Yeah. Where like she was this poor, uh, lower middle class, working class girl, uh, girl next door who started a TikTok account and made all of her wealth off of being a social media influencer. She came from a relatively privileged background yeah which is the case for a lot of influencers because i don't know when you have the safety net you can take risks like that yeah. like trying to have a also, career on the if internet you come from a if you come from a famous family like there's inherently more interest in you because you come from a famous family yeah i don't think she got famous off of her family but i mean she certainly doesn't come from a working class background yeah but I don't think anyone should be shamed for that either. No, it's, it's not necessarily... Look, it's not your fault what social status you were born into. No. In this case, the best thing that you could criticize her for is that it's tone deaf. But is there really even tone deaf in the world of influencer publicity? Like, they're all going to see it as... Like, the amount of videos that I see every weekend from, like, Drama Alert, where it's just, like, some... Like, it's just ridiculous behavior. To me, tone deaf is like Amaranth having a reality show where she tries to teach incels how to date women. She did that. Yeah. And do you remember that? Yeah. For what was that called? What remember. was that? Did that even come out? To me, that's pretty tone deaf. Like there are degrees to it. I think Charlie D'Amelio working at Walmart for a, a few hours is not the worst thing that could happen to the world. I mean, more than anything, it's just unfunny. Like, all of the comments are just like, it's like most of them here are just saying it's not funny. Let's see. More than anything. 
says stop like also i'm sorry but it's indicative of the time period we live in where it says stop cosplaying as the working class it's just such a current year thing to say right to use right. to use those words like stop uh, cosplaying as people who work at walmart but immediately by calling it working class you make it almost political I'm trying to find the uh, incel reality show that Amaranth did. Amaranth stalker arrested after showing up at her house. Okay, Maybe it didn't come out. Maybe it didn't come out. They filmed it and they watched it back and they were like, this was a massive mistake. So he says, like, they love to mock us. It's like, yes, they do, but people love to watch them. So they end up, uh, it ends up not mattering because people end up watching anyways. Well, this kind of ties in with the fact that Gen Z is bemoaning the fact that they have to work nine to five jobs nowadays. Um, And I was saying this on Simcast last night. We were talking about that video and... um, the, the girl complaining about how she has to commute to work and like how she doesn't have free time to work out or meet guys or hang out with friends, have a social life. Um, but I said that I really sympathize with her because it's more of a rat race than it used to be. Um, you're not really working towards a retirement anymore. You're just working in order to survive rather than achieve any meaningful goal for your life. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people are still stuck on the on the work model that was you could work for X amount of years for the same company, you'd have a pension and a savings, and that would be enough. And, and that if just, you were loyal the to the company, yeah. the company would be loyal to you, and that's no longer the case. Yeah. But, or they were also sold the lie of going to college, and then if you get a degree, you're set for life, and that's certainly not the case anymore, because if everyone has something, it has no value. And uh, in all of that was based on people that weren't investing their money, that were all saving their money. But we all know that with the rising cost and inflation, mm-hmm. that the, the, um, the model of life where you save and you just happen to save enough that hopefully lasts until you die isn't plausible anymore. Right. It doesn't work that way. Somebody else here said, um, not even Walmart deserves this level of disrespect should be illegal. It says this, uh, the way this is her Halloween costume. Are you kidding me? It's, it's actually not. She dressed up as Snow White. Yeah. And uh, then um, this person is, says Lana's literally the only celebrity who could pull this off at Waffle House without mocking the working class people. Yeah, but she actually Lana wasn't doing it for a stunt. She was doing it. I mean, it was promotion for her new album. No, it wasn't. I thought it was. What was it for then? It was literally what she explained it as was that she was just hanging out there with her family and they like offered her to try on one of the oh yeah uniforms and that she was literally just hanging out and then somebody started recording her and she didn't want them to yeah so i don't even think that that was like like an actual promotional thing yeah we we uncovered that mystery on here yes okay i thought yes that's back so that's actually more authentic kidding me september might as well be a lifetime ago (laughs) so it was like over a month ago yeah it basically didn't happen. Yeah. As far as everything disappears after day two by this by this point. My brain just shuts off after that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think that at the end of the day, celebrities are always going to get a lot of attention when they when they behave like this and we kind of feed into that ecosystem by talking about it. I don't know if I buy that she was going out of her way to be unlikable. No, I don't think so either. I think she's just kind of tone deaf and doesn't get it. So hate wasn't the the goal here. No, no, she's she's how old? Oh, I don't know. I think she's like twenty two okay. by she's, now. She's she's basically Something. a child still. 
I'm kidding. But she's she's basically like you know her her frontal lobe hasn't fully developed yet. She's she's 22. She's uh, that finishes at 25, right? 26. Well, I hope she does well selling her happy snacks. I don't even know what happy snacks are. It's like I couldn't figure it out either. Okay, <laughs> I tried to look into it, and it was like I don't know. It's popcorn or something. You can get one of the flavors called nice spice. Ah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Is that wait? Wait, does, is Ice Spice a co-sponsor on that one? She better be getting a check. Let's hope so. Okay, let's finish There's, these super chats. Somebody says she's thirty-five. She's not. 35. No, she's not. That's that's not very nice. Are, right. Wait, are you talking no. about Lana Del Rey or Charlie no, D'Amelio? I'm, I'm talking about Charlie D'Amelio. <laughs> okay, let me look her her age. Um, she Lana was Del born Rey in two thousand four. Oh no, she's just nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Pat the Plumber said, Rad Tradcath, Simcast was good, Mary. You're killing these podcasts lately. When are you going to branch out, Bert? Uh, I do a podcast with a YouTuber named Colonel Kurtz Brett every Friday. Brett branches out more than yeah. I do, actually. Uh, I do Colonel Kurtz and me do a podcast for two hours every Friday between 9 and 11. Uh, I did a podcast called the Salty Nerd Podcast two weeks ago. I'm going to be doing another episode of theirs later in November. Um, you should go on Simpcast. Uh, yeah, if they like, if they if they ask, there's a, another one, Forge and Anvil. Uh, is a podcast that I'm going to be doing next month, or no, yeah, next month. So I've, I've got a, several appearances coming up. But basically, yeah, every Friday at 9 p.m., me and Colonel Kurtz go on. We talk a lot about uh, she. We talk a lot about the what's going on with the Me Too situations, like with Marilyn Manson and Evan Rachel Wood. We talked about Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. We talked about uh, the stuff going on. Like this week, we ended up talking about uh, all sorts of things. We talked about the movie 13, 13 Hours because she was uh, pumped about how excited I was about that movie and she'd love that movie as well. So we get into a lot of new, we talked about a lot of politics as well this past week, which isn't normal on there, but uh, we talked about the celebrity like, reports on celebrities talking about it. A Me Too report on like Steven Crowder? No, no, no. Not, or not, she sticks to like mainstream celebrities. It's, it's mostly celebrities and stuff like that. So it's, uh, I have a lot of fun on that one because like when we do this show, it's like we're both kind of like in charge and like making it happen on that one. I get to kind of just show up and yap and I'm, yeah, that's cool. I, I enjoy just showing up and yapping. So clearly Brett branches out more than I do. Ezra E said, the only reason people came back for the Mandalorian was due to the false belief that David felony called reset the star Wars universe without Ray. Oh, uh, Dave Filoni. Yeah. Uh, say, can you read that one again? Filoni. Filoni. Can you read that one one more time? I'm sorry. Uh, the only reason people came back for The Mandalorian was due to the false belief that David Filoni called reset the Star Wars universe without Rey. Yeah, that was uh, that called, was never going to happen. Yeah, that, he was going to reset everything with uh, with Rey and yeah. That what would be the point of doing that though? Yeah. What would be the point of resetting it twice? Shane H. Wilder said in the original fairy tale, the father is only mentioned as remarrying the evil queen after Snow White's mom dies and is never mentioned again. Yeah. So, see, they're just making shit up about her her history and her father said this and that. Like, I guess his father was a male feminist. Uh, okay, then. Maybe her father is Will Smith and her mother is the evil queen Jada Smith. Ah, that'd be perfect. Guys, we are halfway to a second crisis party. I'd like to get that before we go. That would be fantastic. Otis Crinkle sent $5 without a message. Thank you. Dearly Departed said, I heard an AI voice recreation of a certain Austrian painter singing It's All Over But the Crying by the Ink Spots and It's Wonderful Missed Calling. Wait, so like how is it even possible? Are there enough 
like voice recordings of of him to even make an accurate I'm sure there are I guess yeah, yeah. like um, uh, also uh, Anna that Star Wars girl on Simcast last night was talking about how uh, that Austrian painter didn't have a great um, lighting theory so that's that's why he wasn't a good painter but if he had followed through with going to art school maybe this, we would be living in a lot different world right now it's a, finish your schooling kids that's what that's what Stay she's in saying school. Shane H. Wilder said I went to a hell house once to see what it was all about and very disturbed by it looked up the documentary hell house 2001 it is worth a watch okay I don't know if I want to watch that that's uh pretty disturbing I've also seen the that's for about, children I've also seen the things about like traveling hell houses where they like set them up at random wait you know about this like, like warehouses this is... uh like or like the scare factories where the, you go in and you basically pay money to get the shit scared out of you that's um, different than yeah. what he's talking about that's the, his time of the religious one right? yeah yeah okay that's different Tra traveling haunted houses basically yeah like uh but it's like it's put on by like uh one guy and then he hires a like actor like you know like studio or like student actors to do the the acting yeah crazy mm. would you go to that no no i'm never giving a theater nerd that much power over me they're Ever. not all theater nerds i'm not doing it the last of my kind said look up when you get a chance quilted northern rustic weave one of the funniest commercials ever okay i'll have should to check we look that it out. up now uh, I'll, I'll, I'll now we'll we'll vet for tomorrow okay mm. um the dearly departed said breast reductions are a crime suck it up ladies bear your burdens there are thoughts going under the knife for what you're tossing aside <laughs> so nonchalantly if you need a hand we're here for you <laughs> There you go. That's his. That's Pull his. Pull yourself call to... up by your bra straps, is what he said. Perfect. Isn't this nice? Said coming in late. FNAF movie nailed it. Based on novels and games, the story was all part of it. Oh, the story all was part of it. Puppets were definitely the. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Stars, but we loved it. Oh, yeah. The the animatronics were absolutely the stars of the, the movie to me. They were the, the only time I was really, really happy was when they were on screen. The story was weak. You can't convince me otherwise. You can't convince Brett otherwise, but he's not willing to say it. Shane H. Wilder I, said, I, I've said, like, I, did, I, I have my list of movies that I like. Is it liked. on your list? It's not on my list. Okay, it's like, it's look, it was list. fine, but I didn't. It's like The Flash isn't on this. And even though I said The Flash was fine when we went to see it, but no. It's, see, it's, just Brett doesn't mean anything he says, clearly. I'm just, I have, a more, Flash, rosy, I have a more rose colored glass approach. My, my approach is just a slightly more of a white pill. Shane H. Wilder said, just looked up Happy Snacks. Why would I want cotton candy flavored popcorn? Ew. Sounds, That's what it is? That sounds awful. I wouldn't shame her for her status, but the snacks don't sound good. Maple bacon popcorn sounds good, though. That was one of them. Maybe. Brewmaster Monk sent us a sticker. Thank Not you. Sure what this is. Thank I think you. he was looking to help towards that second crisis party, which I thought Thank we were going to get. Thank you for that. Oh, and then two it's more. It's over 9,000 said... Uh, Oh, my beep. They killed Kenny. Yeah, but who is they, though? It's a good question. It's a very good question. Were and there more? I can't see the There's rest one more here. I'm not even... I'm, 
Dylan Visitation. I don't know how to pronounce that. So you need to tell us how to pronounce it, dude. Uh, visitation looks right, but I'm, I'm visitation? sure. Visitation? Uh, visitation or I'm wrong. Whatever. Sorry. Since you pronounced my name wrong. You're right. I did. I just pronounced your name wrong. Uh, but that's not my fault. Also, one of the things that annoys me more than anything is when people do the, like, if you don't say my name right, you're racist. I'm like, people have been getting my name wrong for. Well, if you say good morning, you're racist. Yes, that is true. Did you guys hear that? If you say good morning, it's you're racist. a racist and you're actually saying good morning, your ancestors. Yeah. That's uh, what that means. Like to me, like that, that's a ridiculous idea because people like, and I grew up in the area, uh, in the area, I grew up in the era of like cold calls at home. So like you're eating dinner and you get like a, like a, a cold call from a telemarketer and every single time, uh, Dasovich, like literally everything but my name, Dasovich. kind of weird, but every time we got calls from telemarketers on our landline, which we did have, um, my parents would tell us to scream into the phone. Very nice. Did we, that work? I don't know if it got us off the lists, but... We might as well try. Wait, wasn't it supposed to get your name off the list if you said, please take my name off the list? That was supposed no, to No, they work. never listen. They never Shane listen. Shane H. Wilder said, yes, Mary, they made them for children, but they're more graphic than any torture corn film out there. It's so weird and disturbing. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way about people playing these videos of abortions at the March for Life rallies. Like, when you were at the March for Life, do you remember seeing that? Saying what? Like, like the... People project these. Oh yeah, there was these like, videos, these gruesome videos of abortions. Abortion. Yeah, there was a large right in there front was of a, everybody. An enormous projector that was. They do that every time. Abortions, and I was like, eh, okay, like I, I get the point. I, it's the mm -hmm. shock and awe of it, right? It's the desire is to show you just how barbaric and awful yeah. an actual abortion is to witness. Uh, but still, like, there's like children there who definitely right. don't understand what's going on. Yeah. They just see something awful. I agree. Yeah. I was like um, years ago looking around for like pro-life internship opportunities and they said like you can't apply if you're not okay with um, or if you have like ethical objections to showing these videos yeah. at rallies and stuff. In the chat, Tacti Platy says, what the hell is Brett doing at the March for Life? Uh, I was filming uh, Seamus, who is as close to Michael Jordan as in his prime at an event than, uh, than anyone could be. The Seamus at the March for Life yeah. is essentially uh, a Tom Cruise-level celebrity. Well, we should go to the March for Life in 2024, Brett. Um, make it a, a twofer. Make it a, go for a second time. <laughs> that, if there's, okay, here's the thing. If there's literally nothing else in the world going on on that day, I will, <laughs> I will go with you to the March for Life. Okay. I'm going either way, so... <laughs> Your, your choice. Sir Ranko Productions said, what about pumpkin spice popcorn? Insert shameless plug for my PSP recipe on my channel, LOL. You have pumpkin, a, a pumpkin spice, spice popcorn recipe on your channel? Uh, what goes okay. into a, what goes into a pumpkin spice, what was it, pumpkin spice popcorn? Yeah. Like, are there other ingredients there that I need to know about? I'm not a huge popcorn guy anymore, except for that Doritos popcorn that I've been eating every so often. It's so empty. Like, it just makes me want to eat it it's like until when I, I'm sick. I told Mary about um, popcorn. I said it's negative food. Yeah. It's, it's literally nothing. But it's also, just air. not going to lie, I feel that way when I eat pizza. 
That's just sad. Pizza doesn't make me feel full. I could eat a whole large pizza. I did that last night. I've done that. I didn't do that. Plenty of times. I didn't do that last night. I, I like ha I on Sundays I always order a pizza. That way I have pe I have food for the next day. So See, I just like wouldn't have the self control. I would just eat the whole pizza. I got through about half of it and then uh, I put it away in the fridge. Otis Crinkle said it's almost party time. Yes, it is. Kobe McGuire said, "Does this get us to a crisis?" Well, yes, it my, yes, it does, my friend. Brewmaster which is why I'm going to hit the like button there. Brewmaster Monk said, "I hope they make me choose between being a bigot and being impolite." I'm from the South. That's a no-brainer. <laughs> I told you, there's like when I was watching this movie. Did anybody in the chat ever see the movie Inside Man with Denzel Washington, Clive Owen, Chiwetel Ejiofor? And uh, Kim Director, it was, uh, it was made by Spike Lee. And there's this great conversation in which Denzel Washington's character is talking to this police officer who uses some very, very um, poor language to describe different racial groups. And uh, the way it's handled in that movie felt so much more true life than the way it would be handled now. I'm not going to give it away, but I do recommend checking that movie out if anybody didn't see it. It was uh, from 2006. It's a bit of a weird paced, uh, weirdly paced movie, but I had a lot of fun watching that, especially since Denzel Washington is essentially my favorite actor of all time. And uh, but I was I made a tweet over the weekend. I said she like she would tell Edgy is like maybe the most reliable actor you're ever going to see. Like everyone should aspire to do their job as well as he does his job in every movie he's in because he's always reliable. So yeah, let's uh, let's uh, we got one more super chat here from the Ninja from pop culture planet who it. says brett's xenophobic against my whole planet like that can you be xenophobic against a whole planet looks like you are apparently serenko production says it's caramel uh caramel corn caramel corn i say caramel corn it's definitely uh, caramel caramel corn caramel. but with added pumpkin spice there you go perfect i don't know if i would i don't know if i would eat that but I'm not a huge popcorn. Uh, in the chat, Andrina says popcorn is delicious. Yes, but it doesn't have literally anything in it. You know it. what's really delicious? Um, biodegradable packing peanuts. They're made of cornstarch. It's literally the same thing that is like, they, they make like um, cheese puffs out of. It's like the same thing. Yum. Without cheese dust. Yum. It's actually good. I'm not kidding. Ask anyone. I'm not eating packing peanuts. That's that's just me. That's just me. All right, guys. Yeah. Before we go, now they're they're correcting my caramel versus caramel in the in the chat right now. It's definitely caramel. Okay. Not caramel. I was wrong. It wasn't an accent thing. I just said the wrong word. There's an A there. Yeah. People a, need to know this. There's a, they're saying caramel is a color. Uh, caramel what? is a color. Caramel is a flavor. Love Ian here. Uh, yeah, that that sounds uh, that sound. Oh, now people are saying common Mary. Someone w. said someone said twenty Mary. You know I'm right. <laughs> the packing peanuts are delicious snacks. 
Okay, makes perfect sense. I'm, I'm not going to do it. Don't knock until you try it. I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. All right, guys, before we go, would you hit the like button on this video and subscribe to this channel if you have not subscribed here already? Please do that. Share these videos with your friends and turn the notification bell on so that you can be notified anytime a new episode goes live. Mary, where can they find you? You can send me validation on Instagram at Mary Archived, or you can send me hate on X. That is also Mary Archived. And I encourage you to go watch the episode of SimCast I was on last night. It was fun. Perfect. All right, guys. If you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram and Twix at Brett Dasovic on both of those platforms. PCC is here five days a week, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, noon Pacific. If you'd like to listen to the audio version of our show, it's Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify. If you want to follow the show on social media, we are on Twix at pop culture underscore show facebook and tiktok at pop culture crisis instagram at pop culture crisis pod we'll be back with another episode tomorrow we'll see you then guys bye, bye. with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.